We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, If you're listening to this, it's my next installment of my uh, FBS College Football Breakdowns. Continuing to break down all 133 teams in the FBS level. Um, this segment, I will be discussing the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, who uh, last season uh, finished five and seven and three and five in the AAC, which led to a uh, coaching change, and uh, they hired Kevin Wilson, who uh, previously was. Offensive coordinator at Ohio State from 2017 to 2022. Did some fantastic things there. Um, One of the best offenses in the country year in, year out. Um, From 2011 to 2016, he was the head coach at Indiana. Um, Never had a winning season while he was there, uh, but laid the foundation uh, for what Indiana was able to do for a little stretch recently. Then from 2006 to 2010, he was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, coached a couple Heisman winning quarterbacks. 02 to 05, uh, was co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach at Oklahoma. Then he's been at Northwestern, Miami, Ohio, and then uh, high school ranks um, throughout. So Coach Wilson has been there and done that as a head coach. You you know what you're getting. You're getting a great offensive mind. Um, Then you add in the fact that Steve Spurrier Jr. is their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So there could be some uh, real fun uh, offensive schemes going on um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. Um, One of the new things I'm looking into with these breakdowns, uh, each program stadium. Tulsa plays at uh, Skelly Field at H.A. Chapman Stadium, which seats about 30,000 people. Um, They've done a a decent amount of renovations of late um, in in the early to mid-2000s and and more, and it's turned into uh, a a pretty good place to watch a football game, um, one that I'm looking forward to venturing to in the future. Then uh, looking at their 20, or uh, before I go into their schedule, one of the other things I'm looking into this year is uh, Coach on the Rise. And for Tulsa, I am choosing their recently hired defensive coordinator and safeties coach, Chris Polizzi. <clears throat> it's obviously his first year in the program, and uh, he has experience coaching at UCLA, Utah, Iowa, Western Carolina, Tennessee Tech, and UT Martin. Uh, he comes to Tulsa after spending the past five seasons at UT Martin, uh, the past three as their defensive coordinator. Uh, UT Martin has seen uh, some of the best success that they've had as a football program, back-to-back 
OVC championships in 21 and 22. And uh, their defense was uh, one of the best at the FCS level last year in uh, forcing turnovers. So that's something that uh, Tulsa is going to need um, as, as they've struggled in that area in recent years. Um, so uh, a good addition here to the staff and uh, someone who's been, I say, on the rise, um, rising up from the FCS ranks and could, if he's able to really turn this defense around like, like I think he could, could really do some special things. <clears throat> Looking at their 2023 schedule, I, uh, they open up on August 31st against Arkansas Pine Bluff on a Thursday. Then they play at Washington. Then they have Oklahoma coming to town. Then at NIU, that's their non-conference slate. So um, some d difficult non-conference schedule. Um, they beat NIU last year in Tulsa, return trip this year. Then obviously the two big boys from the Power 5 level there as well. And then conference slate, they, they play Temple on a Thursday night. They go to FAU. They have Rice on a Thursday night at SMU on a, I believe, on a Friday night. Then they have Charlotte at Tulane, North Texas, and at ECU. <clears throat> so one interesting thing to look at for their September schedule, they play at NIU on a Saturday the 23rd, return home, and then play Temple on a Thursday. So a short week there. Um, Temple that week also plays, they play Miami that Saturday. Then they have to fly halfway across the country to Tulsa. So that's an interesting look there. Um, looking at their schedule and what that might look like. Um, now position by position breakdown. Uh, the quarterback position is led by uh, the gifted Braylon Braxton. Last season as a freshman, he played in nine games and started three of them. He threw for 1,133 yards, 10 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. Um, he also added five rushing touchdowns. Uh, head coach Kevin Wilson has coached Heisman winning quarterbacks, and he's coached some pretty darn good ones at Ohio State the past couple years that have been Heisman finalists. Uh, so Braxton is in luck to be coached by uh, a quarterback guru. I mean, somebody who's coached some of the best quarterbacks in college football in the past 20 or so years. So it's, it's, it's a, it'll be really cool to see Braylon Braxton – grow under uh, head coach Kevin Wilson as he already had a solid freshman year. I mean, only throwing two interceptions and um, basically a 5-1 to TD to interception ratio. That's fantastic. Um, moving forward, um, it'll be – I'm really excited to see how much he grows. And, and he's, he's probably the main piece on this team that you look at and you get excited about. You really do. I mean, he's a talented player. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then moving on to the running back position, uh, they lose <clears throat> a good chunk of their attack from the 2022 season. Um, Anthony Watkins and Jordan Ford have experience returning, uh, but it's the addition of Braylon Presley from Oklahoma State that has everyone excited um, for good reason. Um, Presley may, may be small, but he is quick and has really, really good hands catching the ball. He, he, he could potentially be a game changer for this offense. I think putting 
Braylon Braxton and Braylon Presley together could be a scary combination. I'm really, really intrigued to see these two together, and I think Tulsa could have some real success with the pairing of these two. Moving on to the receiving core. <clears throat> uh, the receiving core is a lot less experienced in 2023. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Malachi Jones is a leading returning receiver from last season. I had the privilege of having him on my podcast for an interview a couple weeks ago, and I know he was just really, really excited about the, the, the new atmosphere and the energy surrounding the program. And I expect him to be the most improved player on this roster. Um, Nick Nick Rampert and uh, Marquis Shoulders, among others, will need to step up as well. Uh, on the offensive line, um, they struggled to start the 2022 season, then had the same five starters the final eight games of the year. Uh, two of those five have transferred out to Auburn, uh, but center Will Farnoik, uh, right guard Chester Bow, and uh, left guard Ty and Marks return. And a couple former transfers could really step up here as well and help on the offensive line. The hope is, of course, that they don't start the way that they did in 2022. <clears throat> and hopefully they can uh, get things going early uh, as this offense can kind of grow into what it, what uh, Coach Wilson and Coach Spurrier Jr. see this kind of envisioning. Uh, now looking at the defense, the defensive line will be more experienced this season, and it should show. Uh, defensive ends Owen Rotrowski and Vontre Malone should hold down those spots. And then you have defensive tackle Joseph Anderson, nose guard Jaden Simon, and nose guard Everett Rogers, who all have a great deal of experience. And then Ohio State transfer Zade Hamden will get an opportunity at defensive tackle also. So you should have a good rotation of players there at the defensive tackle and nose guard position to keep that going. <clears throat> the linebacker unit uh, is almost starting from scratch. It may be the biggest concern on the team. Uh, the leading returner is Dorian Hopkins, who had 15 tackles last season. Uh, but look for uh, Julian Simon from USC to step in right away and be one of the leaders on this defense. And then look for Colton Smith, a Division II transfer from Southwest Baptist, to make an instant impact. Smith had 254 tackles the last two seasons. There's an unbelievable statistic there. <clears throat> I, I understand that the, the level of play he might have been playing, it, it definitely isn't the FBS level. But nonetheless, I mean, 254 tackles in two years, I don't care who you're playing for or against. Uh, that is pretty amazing. Now, looking at the secondary, <clears throat> the secondary will be the most experienced unit on the defense with three starters back. Cornerback uh, Tyree Carlisle and then safeties LJ Walls and Kendarian Ray <coughs> are those returners. Then the additions of cornerbacks uh, DeMarco Jones from Oklahoma State, Adrian Hugh, Huey from Kentucky, and uh, Quan Parker from Arkansas, along with safety Kenyon Williams from Oklahoma State provide great depth. Um, so... Again, the secondary will be really experienced, and then they have really good depth as well. So, um, as I said before, with Coach uh, Plazzi, the defensive coordinator and safeties coach, what he did at UT Martin, forcing turnovers, <clears throat> maybe he can bring that with this uh, experienced secondary as well. And then uh, looking at special teams, 
the past four seasons have been uh, dreadful, to say the least, for this unit. Finishing in the bottom 15 uh, stat-wise across FBS college football. Uh, kicker Tyler Tipton handled kickoffs and will now be the place kicker. And then punting will see a battle <clears throat> well into fall camp. Hopefully they can kind of shore some things up here. Um with with the with special teams because if not they they like I said they've struggled for um, going on four years now so hopefully they can get that back going um, to where it needs to be uh, final analysis this is my opinion <clears throat> Tulsa begins the Kevin Wilson era with question marks across the board but the players are extremely excited with the culture change. In the offensive offense as a whole under Braylon Braxton could be fun. Um, like I said, I had Malachi uh, Jones on uh, on a, my podcast a couple weeks ago, and he just spoke to the energy in the that has been raised and just the expectations and everything that have been raised. So I, I know that these guys are ready and excited to to uh, prove a lot of people wrong. And when you have a quarterback like Braylon Braxton, uh, they, they, it's going to be fun to watch him grow in this offense. Uh, Wilson could work wonders with Braxton, like I said. I, I, with, the, with the quarterbacks that he's worked with in the past at Oklahoma and Ohio State, I, I, I'm really, really excited to see how far he can grow, especially with what he did last year. Um, didn't turn the ball over, made some really good plays, can do things with his feet. So I'm really, really excited. And I think given time, this could be a good match. And what I mean by that is given time, Coach Wilson, I think, could really uh, do some things here. I, I know Tulsa has become one of the more difficult <clears throat> places to win uh, of late. But I think with a coach like Wilson who can bring in some really talented guys offensively, and I know they'll bring in guys defensively as well, I think he can that, that some things can be done here. I really do. Um, Tulsa <clears throat> is, is a place where where you can win, in my opinion. Um, there's there's no reason that they can't do it, and and I firmly believe, given time, that this team will. I mean, they went five and seven last year with a significant amount of issues um, and instability. So. I don't think there's any reason why they can't do that or even better. Um, going two and two in non-conference would be would be a huge start. <clears throat> and then you look at conference play, win their home games and they're in. So uh, it would, they would be bowl eligible. So I, I think th there's a definite route to do it. They just got to put all the pieces together, and I think they got a good a good coaching staff that can do it. And when you have a talented quarterback, uh, anything's possible. So, uh, thank you so much for listening to my breakdown here. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Please follow the uh, podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.